Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to the Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless, it's time to get... All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back following a big Vineland High School football victory last Friday night against the Bridgeton Bulldogs. And we're back with the Dan Russo Show, presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. Joining me each and every week, the namesake of the show, head football coach of the Fighting Clan, Mr. Dan Russo. Coach, how are you? Congratulations on the first victory of the season in dominant fashion. We talked about it last week where you guys were going to be ready and hungry to go out there and get a victory over Bridgeton. And you did just that 28-0, the final score. How are we feeling after uh first win of 2022? Everybody feels great. Um, kids are very excited. They worked hard, you know, the staff and the players, and they put a full game together and uh, had a good result, and I'm real proud of them. Uh, like I said, the kids worked extremely hard. Uh, lost a close one the previous week. Weren't at full strength. Not here to make excuses, but it didn't work out for us. And uh, you know, the kids were full strength. They um, played with high energy. You know, they looked great, made big plays, and we were able to win the game and be a plus forty-eight, which I always like to discuss with um, you know our in our program. So that's a big jump from one year to the next. And I'm very proud to say, you know, we were able to win the game. Uh, everybody played great. Yeah, it was a fantastic performance. Got some big-time players back last week as well, like you mentioned. Derek Ockamy on the defensive side of things. Charles Clark on the offensive side of things. Both of them contributed in, in massive fashion. We were calling their names all night long. Talk to me about what you saw from them in their first game of 2022 and your expectations of you know them carrying those performances over into this week against Clearview and, you know, throughout the rest of the season as well, as they're going to be big pieces on the offense and defense. Yeah, you know, they played great, and we had uh, Carlos Rodriguez back as well. He's a newcomer to our program who's uh, done a nice job for us. And he plays uh, H-back, and he, you know, he stepped up, played well, made some nice blocks. Uh, Derek was, you know, full of energy. He was really uh, hyped up to go. You know, he's a senior. He's, he's a violent kid. You know, he played – violent midgets and then um you know he's here at the high school with us and he's doing a great job he's he's really tough hard-nosed football player and um made a big difference on the defense and obviously with charles clark he's a dynamic runner as you saw he helped he uh brings a whole nother dimension to our program so um real happy with all those guys being able to return and uh we're just going to keep getting stronger each week and it seemed like, for the most part, in this game, too, pretty injury-free. Obviously, uh, Prince Borte got a little injured during the game. Any status update on him and any of the other guys that potentially missed last week? How's everybody, you know, relatively health-wise? Yeah, Prince will be back. He's day-to-day, but he's got a sore ankle. But I, I expect him back uh, for Friday. Unfortunately, we lost uh, Charles Burt for the season with a season-ending injury. Feel really bad for him. He worked extremely hard in the off season, but I saw him today in school and just said, "Hey, listen, let's get you fixed up. You know, you come back to the weight room with us and get you ready for college. He's going to play in college. I'm going to uh, obviously support that move with him. He does well in school, and he's you know he's a really good football player, and he'll, he'll have plenty of opportunities. So um, when the colleges come in to Violent High School, I'll make sure that they know about you know Bert Charles Bert. So um, Fortunately, like I said, he's going to be done for the season, but he's still going to be out there supporting us. He's one of the captains, one of the leaders of our program, and we expect him to be on our sidelines once he gets um, all fixed up. And, you know, going into last week's game against Bridgeton, we talked on the show about, you know, there were some things that you guys wanted to clean up on the offense, and obviously it seemed like a lot of things got cleaned up. Putting up 28 points, the defense continued to, you know, be absolutely stellar, and we'll talk about them in just a little bit. But 
what did you see from the offense that kind of, you know, flipped a switch from that opening game against Oakcrest versus what you guys were able to do against Bridgeton? It seemed like the offense was a lot more fluid. The communication levels seemed to be at an all-time high across the board from what we were able to see in the booth. What did you guys see from a coaching staff aspect that, you know, kind of switched up and, and you guys were able to execute a, a lot more fluidly on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, we cleaned some things up on the offensive side, you know, um, trying to put our kids in good situations where they can make plays. And like we mentioned, the addition of some of those players, offensive line played a lot better. They're getting um, used to their positions. You know, Gallo's only been there a couple of weeks at center. And, you know, we're going to have him on the show today. He did an excellent job um, in a new position. Like I said, the more experience they get and the more reps, they're going to get better. We have some really great athletes here and they're very athletic and, um, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, Friday night. Yeah, and I think one of the big things that I've noticed over, you know, from the, the last scrimmage you guys had to Oak Crest to this game that I've really enjoyed about this offense because it kind of becomes more of an extension for you guys in the run game where you don't necessarily have to rely on, you know, pounding the rock up the middle. Using somebody like a Jonathan Cephas in, you know, those kind of, you know, wide receiver screen type plays, those end arounds. It's a lot more creative and a lot more deceptive for you guys on offense this year than it was last year or in years past. Um, how have you enjoyed kind of, you know, using a little more deception on the offense and being able to utilize more than just, you know, one to two players uh, to kind of create offense and move the ball down the field? You know, Dal, um, it's Josh Cephas. I think you mentioned John. It's, yeah, we probably saw Joshua on the, on yeah. the roster, but um, – yeah, he's coming off an injury from last year where he was shut down. So he's getting stronger every week. Um, we've got a lot of good receivers. You got Hitchens, you know, you got Xavion, you've got Cephas, you got of course Tyrell Powell. Um, working in some different guys too with different formations as far as Noah Cruz and then uh, we're gonna have Tayshawn Newman doing some stuff and then Carlos. So we've got a lot of weapons and then you know we have the good running backs and. Fortunately for us, you know, our quarterback is um, he can throw and run. So that's also a weapon. He's not a one dimensional quarterback. So he's got, you know, that that bonus there for us when we're calling plays. So, um, you know, combination, everybody getting better on the offensive side, the, the line doing better, skilled players doing better, quarterback relaxing a little bit, getting some key players back, you know, changing some things up on offense, some quick stuff you saw that we were running to. You got to take what the defense gives you, and we had a nice cushion, so they took advantage of it, and um, it worked out well for us. And then the big momentum swing, you know, when uh, Tayshawn got a piece of the ball and then Carter was able to pick it up out of the air and run it back right before the half, that was a huge play and the momentum shifter because I feel like we should have probably scored. We left some points on the board, but we were just fortunate enough to get, you know, enough points to win the game. And uh, as you said, the defense played excellent, another shutout. Offense got better, and special teams have uh, been very good, too, with a big weapon we have with Colin uh, Greif. He's done an excellent job. So um, real happy where we are. It always feels good to win and build on that win. And once the kids get a taste of that, they want more, and so do the coaches. So everybody works harder. We had a great practice last night, getting out to Katona again tonight. And, um, you know, everybody's, you know, working extremely hard to uh, earn these victories. And you bring up the defense, and obviously we'll also have Tayshawn Newman on the show later on uh, on this episode, but you bring up this defense and two straight games of a shutout. What has impressed you the most by just the the responsiveness of the players to Coach Hendricks and what he's been able to kind of scheme up for them and just seeing how he's been able to kind of use all of these players' skill sets kind of on just a massive chessboard for himself where, you know, Akami's out week one, defense still performs really well. Then you put a, a big piece like him in there and it opens up lanes for somebody like Tayshawn Newman to go in and kind of just be like a free roaming spy on the quarterback and is able to, you know, create havoc all night long against Bridgeton, which allows somebody like Carter to go and get that interception and run it back for a touchdown. What's impressed you the most so far through two weeks about Coach Hendricks and what he's, you know, able to do kind of, you know, scheming this defense together? Well, Coach Hendricks, he's done an excellent job, but um thing I think I'm most impressed with is the kids being able to process and learn his system. And um, I feel like they're ahead of schedule. They're listening to coach. They're paying attention. 
we always like everybody says bigger, faster, stronger, but we like to be smarter too. And we have some smart kids, and they're um, you know, doing a nice job. But I think you know the, them being able to process what coach is trying to coach and teach is probably the thing I'm most impressed with. And like I said, Coach uh, Hendricks doing a great job. Real happy he's with us. And I'm sure we, we brought it up as kind of a, a joke in the booth, but I'm sure the offense was looking at, you know, Carter running that touchdown back towards the end of the half and saying, we can't let the defense tie us in points or let the defense beat us in points. Uh, so it was really nice for them to go out, continue to score on the offensive side of things. But how how exciting is it for you guys when you know that you have all three phases right now where you're able to go out there and there's an opportunity for all three of those phases to put points on the board for you at any given moment. Yeah, it's a great feeling. You know, it helps me sleep better at night knowing that we have all three that are uh, working together and doing a great job. So, yeah, um, like I said, very happy with offense, defense, and uh, special teams. We're going to keep working hard and uh, getting better each week. And from this Bridgeton game, before we bring in some of the, the, the player guests that we have, some of your, your team MVPs from the Bridgeton game, what are some things that you guys are going to take from this Bridgeton game? Obviously, you don't want to sit on a win too long when you have more games you know, to, to focus on down the line. But what are you guys looking to take from this Bridgeton win, it being the first win of the season, some of the highs, some of the lows that you take away from a game like that to you know, continue to institute that into games down the line? And how do you kind of learn you know, from some of the mistakes that might have been out there that nobody really picks up on unless you're out there on the field or you're out there coaching because everybody's going to look at that final score being 28 nothing. That's a rousing success, obviously. But obviously, no game is perfect no matter what. Uh, so what are some things that you guys have worked on in practice? Obviously, fighting the elements a little bit the past couple of days. Um, but what what's practice been like this week? We had a great practice last night at Catone. Um, kids worked hard and you know, it's not easy going to school all day, going home for a little bit, and then going out, getting their rides to get home. But they um, they all got there. Everyone participated. They did a great job. You know, some of the JV guys gave the varsity a great look. JV had some success as well on Monday. Ended up beating uh, Britchin 16-0. So that defense also had a shutout. So, you know, it's trickling down to uh, the JV level. And Freshman has their first game Thursday against uh, Clearview. So we're looking forward to seeing them have some success, but we got great numbers, you know, varsity, you know, we travel 45 to 50 kids, JV had over 30 and freshmen's at about 30. So we've got a lot of kids that um, worked hard, tried out for the team, made it some kids from last year. And, um, you know, the program's growing. We have a lot of kids in violin and a lot of kids want to be part of, you know, good programs. And we have a really good program here. The football team is, uh, you know, hanging in there doing the best we can, winning some games, getting kids in college, getting a couple guys into pros, you know, so we're real happy with those guys and um, just glad to be part of it. Um, getting back to your question as well, biggest thing, the kids, you know, learning to finish games out, knowing how it feels to win and doing what it takes to win, and that's what they're doing. So um, – some of the things we wanted to clean up were some of the mental mistakes, holding penalties, false starts, jumping off sides, you know, things of that nature that you can control. Some of the other things, you know, some kids are going to miss some passes and miss some throws, maybe even miss some tackles here and there. But the mental things is, is um, something that we were focused on all week. And, you know, the penalties were down. Can't have penalties in key moments when you have big gains and scoring drives and things like that so kids did a much better job of uh focusing doing what the coaches asked and um winning that game so feels good to win and it seemed like everybody listened to the show last week and stayed hydrated a lot less go. cramping la this past week which was nice to see and it wasn't as hot so that helped too <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, i'm not a big fan of the heat as you know i'm glad it's cooling down we get some of this rain and uh, i like the fall for sure and uh coach we got three of your uh coaching staff selected mvps from last week for this week's show we're going to try to incorporate some of the players in for the listeners and viewers at home throughout the season 
So uh, who do who do we want to bring on first, Coach? We got the offensive, defensive, and special teams MVPs from the Bridgeton game. Uh, so let's bring in our first uh, MVP. Right here, who would like to go first? All right, I think I have a volunteer. So um, let me just uh, introduce him a little bit. Uh, Tayshawn Newman did an excellent job. He's a junior. Um, he's playing on the defensive side of the ball. We're trying to get him on the offensive side as well. He's an impact player. Staff made a decision to put him on the edge. He's, he's doing a fantastic job. He's been he's made for that position, and um, he disrupted their offense, Christian's offense, all night. Um, caused that big uh, deflection. Ended up with a defensive score for us. So um, I want to bring him in now. So we're going to trade uh, chairs here, and uh, when he's done, we'll get the other guys on as well. All right. Sounds good. And coach will join us back to. Uh preview the Clearview matchup as well and obviously talk about our alumni and figure out what the uniform combo will be but we got Tayshawn Newman now with us Tayshawn welcome to the Dan Russo show uh first things first I have to say this when I saw the roster game one this year and saw you're still only a junior uh my brain nearly exploded because for some reason I thought you were a senior but I'm glad you're still going to be in the fold for this season and next congratulations on the big game last week against Bridgeton uh first things first talk to me about what it's like playing for coach Hendricks obviously you were with the former uh defensive coordinator last year with, with coach Smith and you know What's what's kind of the vibe about the defense this year that feels a little bit different? Is there anything new that Coach Hendricks has kind of put in front of you guys to make it, you know, these first two games have been shutouts for you. What's it been like playing for Coach Hendricks? Yeah, playing for Coach Hendricks is really amazing. Like, everything he tells us is like, he says he's been there, he's done that, and we listen to everybody when we get there to the highest level. And the plays that you call him, like we study him, almost every night and it's getting easier and easier for us so just take it from there and last week obviously you guys get uh who i like to call the ox you get Derek Ockme back on the defensive line who i felt like opened up so many opportunities for you and the way that coach Hendricks is kind of scheming you on this defense to have Derek back in the fold see you know the disruption he's causing on the defensive line. Did it feel like even a little bit easier for you to kind of be out there? Like I said to coach Russo, it seemed like you were kind of able to be kind of a freelancing type of spy on Bridgeton's quarterback last week, where you had a little bit more creative freedom, if you will, to go after the quarterback, drop back in coverage. If you needed to cover somebody, what's Derek's presence on this defense? Like for somebody like you, where you are so versatile and athletic that you can kind of maneuver anywhere on that defense. Yeah, having having Derek back is amazing. He brings so much energy to the defense and get everybody hyped up with him. And you can see in film that he played with so much energy. So the whole team just came together and just played with matched his energy at that. So take me through the the past deflection. It leads to to Carter's interception. You guys score that defensive touchdown as well, which I'm sure felt great for you guys. Tell me what you were seeing on that play that opened up the vision for you to kind of, you know, wreak havoc back there and allow, you know, Carter to go get that ball and, and run it back for a touchdown. Um, I saw the quarterback. He had dropped back, and he had looked, he looked my direction, but he looked past my head, so I knew he was getting ready to throw. In film, I watched that they did, they did four hitches. Did four hitches out, and I studied film a lot, so I already knew it was coming. I was trying to go – the interception I know my teammates got me they get some and you know you're out there like I said you kind of feel like that freelancing that free roaming edge rusher linebacker hybrid uh who's a who's a player that you kind of try to model your game off of whether it's a former teammate somebody in the in college the pros who's somebody that you kind of look to to you know add some some weaponry to your game to bring it to the field every Friday night um, I watch T.J. Watt a lot. I like his play. He, I looked at his uh, stats the other day. In five years, he had 72 sacks, and that's just a goal that I'm trying to achieve right now, get a lot of sacks and tackles. With Coach Hendricks now in the fold for this defense, and like I mentioned, you guys have had two straight shutouts now. 
on the defensive side of things is is that kind of you know a goal for you guys let's let's keep riding this shutout streak and you know prevent everybody from scoring on us what's the what's the message to kind of keep that going keep that that energy throughout the four quarters so that way you guys continue to play that lockdown defense and don't let anybody into that end zone that everybody thinks that we're the same team from last year but we're not so we're making a big impact now from the first game and we'll keep moving forward And then coach obviously mentioned, you know, you're going to get some burn on the offensive side of things as well. What are some things that you have to, you know, kind of look at when you're flipping from the defensive side of things to offense to switch up your game, different position, obviously, but what are some tendencies that you keep the same when you're on both sides of the ball? And what are some things that you switch up when you're playing a different position? Um, I keep, I'd be aware, keep my eyes real disciplined, watch the ball, watch the blitz and linebackers if I'm going to tight end. That's that's something I watch. And on defense I watch the ball also. I make sure nobody jumps off sides, motion guys, all that. So And then uh, you know, offensively obviously they, they put up three touchdowns for you guys. Was it in the back of your minds, you know, going into halftime, like, hey, we're tied with the offense right now with points. Let's uh, let's try to beat them this week and, and put some more touchdowns on the board. Let's get some more defensive scores. Yeah, Coach Hendricks, he's been preaching it all week that the defense, we can get turnovers and score out of them. And the DBs and the LBs, they, they've been working on it in practice, like turnover drills and stuff, and they've been getting to it. And I appreciate that from them. So you guys get Clearview this week, obviously a, a rematch, kind of a revenge game from last year, this time at their stadium. Uh, what are some things that you're, you know, looking at for this matchup to uh, kind of capitalize on and, you know, move you guys to 2-1 and one and get that, that second game in a row that's a revenge game from a team that beat you last year? Yeah, it's just a message that, again, that this is not the same team from last year. And I see watching film – studying their plays. I know what they like to do. So we'll be calling it out on defense as a team. So there it is, everybody. Tayshawn Newman, your defensive MVP from week one for the Fighting Clan. Keep doing your thing, man, because you're absolutely wreaking havoc on that defense. Looking forward to seeing you on offense as well. And uh, go get them on Friday night, my man. Thank you. All right, you have a preference on who you'd like next, Kyle? Roll them on out. doesn't really matter to me. Tayshawn okay. was fantastic. I want to thank him for hopping on the show this week. And, uh, yeah, he was. We love, we love the film junkies, Coach. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. How about we bring up Colin Greif now? Let's um, bring him in. Him, uh, discuss what he's done to improve and what a huge impact he's having on our, you know, on our season here, and real proud of him as well. All right, here Absolutely. you go. So we got my man Colin Greif now, the kicker and punter for the Fighting Clan. Colin, first of all, congrats on the win last week. You. Uh, you get four points on the board for this team. Uh, first things first, I got as a former kicker myself, uh, how uh, how for the brand are you? Is Pat McAfee a big influence on you? I've definitely watched him a lot over the years. God, I've just noticed how when he plays, he's just having fun. It's like, Absolutely. Effortless. And that's what that's what you got to do too when you're, when you're in those moments as a kicker as a punter when you don't know when your number's going to be called you yeah. you just got to stay loose and you got to have fun. Um, take me through you know these first two games for you. Obviously the Oakcrest game not the result you guys wanted but you were out there quite a bit. Uh, just take me through this leg strength. What what has you ticking what's got you booming these balls down the field what goes into you know your routine to you know kind of stay consistent and uh you know because not a lot of people pay attention to the special teams guys not a lot of people pay attention to what goes into you know the punting and kicking work what's kind of your daily routine at practice and you know just staying sharp and being consistent well what i've been doing for a while is well i go to five-star kicking with coach jim cooper He's been a big help over the years. I've been going to him for like four years now. And he's taught me a lot between the basics and what to expect in game. 
between um, dry runs, just making sure it's always perfect, um, all the right techniques. That's the most of it. What's uh, what's the communication like for you, special teams wise? Obviously, you were able to you know knock in those four, first four points of your season uh, last week against Bridgeton, but you know communication wise, it's always you know it's it's a triangle almost that I tell people uh, when it comes to kicking. You got your your long snapper, you got your holder, and then it's you. What's that communication like throughout a game? Not exactly knowing when you're going to have to go out there to kick, but you know, between you, your long snapper, and I believe Tank is your holder. Yeah. Uh, what's that communication like for you guys, you know, in practice and then going into a game to kind of just stay on each other's radars, be on the same page uh, when you have to go out there and kick? Well, whenever we're practicing, we all, as soon as like something, if something goes wrong, we all know it. Like we instantly know it between Gavin's uh, snaps. He knows if he did something wrong, he feels right away. Or tank, he can see the ball, obviously. And kick, guys, I always feel that. Between, just all got to work together. And then, uh, you know, this week a, a lot smoother, uh, you know, when it came to the punting game for you guys. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you had the, the one mishap against Oakcrest, but for the most part, you know, your punting has been perfectly clean and that leads back to that communication level but take everybody through from an aspect when things do go you know a little awry and you kind of have to improvise on the fly to secure that ball you have to you know take it yourself almost and you become you know that ball carrier how quickly do you have to adjust you know when you see something go wrong and and you know what is it like after that moment to kind of keep that communication open, you know, kind of just brush that play off. And then you go into the next one, which uh, in uh, against Oakcrest, that next one was damn near flawless. Uh, so what, what kind of goes into the communication when things do go a little awry and you just have to adapt on the fly? Well, if something goes wrong, like I'm really locked in. So I, I like, I don't even think about it. I don't blame anyone. Like I just try and get past it, get around the guy, punt, tell where it goes. And then you just figure out what to fix for the next run, next uh, snap or punt, whatever. How much? Uh, how much do the guys kind of you know get impressed by all you know the the distance that you're able to you know get these punts off at? And I I always tell everybody too, like it's underrated how much punting actually affects you know the defensive side of things. You're almost an extension of the defense when you do have to punt the ball away because you're kicking the ball down the field. You're setting the defense up to where they're going to have to, you know, set up shop and operate. How much, you know, does the defense get impressed by where you're sending these balls to on these punts and, you know, giving them the opportunity to uh, to wreak their havoc that they have over the past two weeks? Well, definitely when I'm at practice, I'll hear it on the sideline, even though I'm watching the punt. But, yeah, it definitely helps them if I can get it inside the 10, somewhere in there. Maybe they'll get a safety even. Trying to get them as much or as little room as they can to get scored on. And then, uh, you know, the kicking team is obviously uh, a ton of fun. It's a bunch of guys that are just out there trying to do one job as a unit. Yeah. Uh, what's it like being out there, you know, for those kickoffs, you know, and especially this past week, kickoffs after you guys are scoring points? Well, definitely feels great when you're leading them. <laughs> That's if they're ready on the right and left. Go up the kick, and you're in front of them. And you choose where the ball goes, and they they follow it. For sure. And, uh, you know, for you guys, you know, coming off a win last week, how much pressure in terms of just, you know, now being able to play a little bit looser uh, is there now that you have that first win under your belt, so you guys can kind of go out there, you know what that winning feeling is like, and going into a matchup against Clearview uh, where last season uh, – you know, they were able to walk away with a win in, in your house, and now you guys are going there. What's the the energy and the vibe going into this week now that you have that first win under your belt? Oh, definitely at practice, everyone's real hype. <laughs> everyone's – well, now we know what we can do. Now we know where we're at. We know that we can do extra points, what plays we can run, what works well, and what we need to work on. But – Everyone knows not to 
let it get to their heads. Just treat every game the same, every team. Absolutely. And, you know, I saw during that Oakcrest game, that, that final possession, I saw you warming up for, for a potential game-winning field goal. Uh where where was kind of the the range that you told coach like hey if you get here I'm I'm ready to go. Um, I know at practice we've definitely practiced some thirty yarders, thirty five yarders. Uh, so if we got to thirty yards, I think we would feel comfortable there. Um, yeah, anywhere under that. Yeah. It's but easy money. Practice. I uh, I asked Tasha on this, you know, are there any kickers uh, in the NFL that you kind of, you know, watch religiously almost that you try to model your game after and, you know, you're watching film on them to see how, you know, they're kicking the ball, their their leg strength, their leg speed, uh, who's somebody in the NFL that you kind of look to? Well, if I'm watching an NFL game, I'll always watch the kickers. But there's one guy in particular that's – he was a collegiate kicker. His name's Andrew Baggett. Okay. There's a video of him on YouTube uh, drilling a 72-yarder. And when he hits the ball, it's like a gunshot. It's crazy. He, just, he makes it look easy. Not a lot of people know who he is, but that, that for the brand community, we know who Andrew Baggett is. So that's a, that's a nice deep cut for the people at home, and they should definitely go uh, check that out. Colin, congrats on uh, you know putting up your first points uh, on the varsity season. Hopefully we get some more this week against Clearview and uh, looking forward to uh, calling your name this week up in the booth. Keep getting them, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Wow. Kids are doing a great job. I can hear them over here. They're uh, smart kids and they know how to communicate, you know, in our program, we're big on teach them how to shake someone's hand and look right in their eye, and you know, make sure you're communicating, looking in someone's eyes, talking. I'm real proud of these guys, so they've done a nice job here. This is, and uh, like you, like you said, Coach Collins. Collins a weapon for this team. He puts oh, up his first point. four points on the uh, on the season as well, kicking those extra points, and uh, he's got a boot. Whenever he's punting the ball for you guys, it's it's an extension of that defense to allow them to set up shop and and wreak havoc. It's really impressive, and most of the time it's hard for a field goal kicker to um, punt as well. And he, he's uh, he's he's doing he's getting the job done. He's doing both, so um, very impressive. And um, like you said, it is is a big weapon for us, and we're going to utilize it. So um, you know, working on getting better every day, every week, and uh, we've got a good mix of kids here. We got some seniors. We got good mix of juniors a lot of juniors actually and a lot of soft so uh it's exciting time here for us and it's got to make you happy here and colin say you know during that Oakcrest game when you guys had that final possession if you got you know in 35 yard range he was ready to kick that game winner for you yeah no doubt and um we're trying to solidify you know linemen there the blocking the snaps are great with gallo and um the holds are great with pal so i think uh colin feels more comfortable and very confident that they'll get the ball to him like it needs to be. And he can just focus on uh, crushing the football through the field goal post, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So the next guy we're going to bring on is uh, Gavin Gallo. What a great player he is as well. He's, uh, he's playing center for us. He's snapping for field goals, long snapping for punts and playing Mike linebacker as well. He's, he's, a big contributor to the program. He's uh, holding it down on both sides of the ball, and um, he's made a tremendous impact, you know, with our offensive line. And as everyone knows that knows football, you know, it starts and finishes with your offensive lineman if you're trying to run, obviously run a successful offense. And um, like I said, he's only been doing it two weeks. He's excellent. The snaps are right where they need to be. He's a tough, strong kid. He's making the blocks, making plays on defense, and uh, he's also contributing with the special teams. So um, we'll bring him on now. We got uh, Gavin Gallo. All 
All right, we got Gavin Gallo joining us now. Gavin, congrats on the win last week against Bridgeton. Uh, Coach just mentioned you're playing all three phases for this team. You're playing offense. You're playing some defense. You're playing long snapper uh, for special teams. You're just built different, man. Not everybody can get away with playing all three phases like that, and you've only been snapping for two weeks, which is just as equally, if not more impressive. Take me through, you know, these past two weeks for you and what it's been like, you know, getting those those center reps and, you know, playing with Danny at quarterback and, and being part of this offensive line. Playing center's just been fun. It feels right where I needed to be the whole time. I just fit there. And Dan being back there, I know that I have a quarterback that I can rely on to make plays with me too. So it feels good at center. And it's a I brought this up to to Greif as well. You know, it's it's a communication thing. Being a center, you got to be able to be in constant communication with who you're getting the ball to. What are some things that are similar when you're you're snapping to Danny? You know, when it's on offense, and then when you're on special teams, long snapping to to Tank, so he can get that hold up for Colin. What are some things that are similar, and what are some things that you got to kind of switch up? You know, when it's a a much bigger distance, obviously with long snapping. When it's a bigger distance. Long snapping, it's just I got to calm myself down first. But with center, I just go out there, don't even think about it, just snap, and then worry about my ball. So center just comes more naturally. But with long snapping, I just got to take my time with it, calm down, then make the snap. To be able to play all three phases takes a ton of energy, ton of, you know, discipline. Uh, what goes into your, your daily, you know, routine to get ready to go and play all three phases? Cause pretty much you're out on the field almost all game, uh, outside, you know, breaks that you do need to take, but to, to be able to, to execute properly and at the level that you expect of yourself, what are some things that you have to take into account to be able to play, uh, at a high level on all three phases? Most of the time it's just staying in the right mindset. Got to stay in the game. Got to stay in the right headspace to be able to keep going no matter what's happening on, on the field. So it's mostly headspace. If I don't get in that right headspace and I don't perform as well as I would want to. So, yeah, headspace is where I need to be. And on the defensive side of things, obviously Coach Hendricks brand new to this program as the defensive coordinator. What's it like playing for him? And what's it like, you know, being able to, to be out on that defense in that linebacker room and, uh, you know, seeing you guys put up a touchdown last week had to be just as exciting uh, when you're out there on defense. But what's it like playing for Coach Hendricks? Playing for Hendricks is pretty great. Everybody seems to fit into what he's doing. Everybody's doing their job. Everybody's just playing really well on defense right now. We hope to keep that going in the future. So and I brought, I brought this up to Tayshaun, too. You know, two straight weeks, defensive shutouts for you guys. What's the the message from Coach Hendricks and the message amongst yourselves to you know stay locked in and and continue to prove that you guys have that ability to go out any given week and and pitch shutout? Just keep it going. Just keep thinking about how we're going. Stay in the right headspace. Keep practicing how we're practicing. Just keep it rolling. Obviously, you know communication uh, is key along the offensive line as well. Uh, what's practice been like, you know, these past two weeks with you coming into the fold as the center for the offense and, you know, just staying in that constant line of communication. So that way everybody's on the same page with their blocks, with the scheme and, uh, you know, just being able to execute as properly as possible to give Danny the most amount of time or, you know, the running backs, those open lanes to, to allow the offense to execute similarly to what they did against Bristol. Practice on the O line is everybody just reminding each other what their jobs is, me reminding everybody else what their job is, and just doing their jobs. That's all we need to worry about right now during practice, and then once we get to the game, we'll keep that coming, and we'll be fine. To, uh, to be on the offense and defense, there's obviously different leaders on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, who's some of the, the guys that have you know really stepped up you know, early in the season to kind of keep everybody in that headspace of like you brought up, you know, just staying locked in, doing your job, knowing your role. Who are some of the, uh, those leaders in the locker room for you guys? Derek definitely steps up as an energy guy in the locker room. He keeps everybody hyped up, ready for the game. He gets everybody ready. For the offensive side, I would say that Dan keeps everybody calm, makes sure everybody does their job, makes sure they know what they're doing. Those are the two main guys on both sides of the field. 
to get Derek back last week? What was that like to have, you know, him out on the field again? Like you said, that energy and, you know, it seemed like as soon as he was inserted onto that defense, it opened up so many different opportunities for so many different guys led to you guys getting that touchdown as well. Cause it allowed Tayshon to go in, create some havoc and let Carter go get that ball and run it back for a touchdown. But to have Derek's presence back out on the field, obviously he's been on the sidelines and everything for you guys up until last week, but to have him actually out on the field and his presence be felt as much as it was, how exciting was that? Super exciting. Having Derek out on the field is just a force that nobody can, stop and him being out there if somebody does try to stop him we have an open lane for Tejan. so there's nothing anybody can really do on that side of the field and on the other side of the field there's nothing anybody can really do over there and you guys have clear view this week obviously at their house uh last year they came into uh Catone and, and walked away with a w what have what's been the the mindset going into this matchup to really stay locked in and now that you have that first win under your belts you know what it takes to win. You guys know what you're capable of, like Colin said. And, uh, you know, what do you guys have to do uh, just to continue to execute and go out there against Clearview to pick up that dub? We just got to keep it rolling. Don't try to be, don't be sloppy out on the field. Know your jobs, know your assignments. And then we'll just get the job done that way, just by knowing our assignments. And uh, I asked both guys before you. Uh, obviously, you playing multiple positions. I'm sure there's multiple guys you watch. Is there anybody in the the college game, the NFL game, or even former teammates of yours that uh, you've been able to kind of watch and and help model your game after? Guy that I really watch at being an Eagles fan is Jason Kelsey because he's an undersized guy just like me, but he gets the job done. He's been getting the job done for a while. Love to hear that. Go Birds. Uh, Gavin, keep doing your thing, man. I, I love what you're doing out there on the offense. Keep, you know, causing havoc on the defense and uh, special teams. People sleep on it. Don't sleep on the special teams. Keep getting those snaps off, and uh, best of luck against Clearview. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. His coach, the three yeah. the three MVPs from week one against Bridgeton, Tayshaun Newman, Gavin Gallo, Colin Greif. Uh, all three fantastic performances against the Bulldogs, and I'm sure it's only going to continue to be that way as the season progresses. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Big-time contributors. Uh, it was a team win. These guys stood out. They did some special things. So I want to be the first guys on the show this year. And um, yeah, nice job. It was uh, nice sitting here listening to uh, the things they had to say. So, Coach, going into this matchup against Clearview, I brought it up to all three guys. Last year they came into Gatone and walked away with a win. Uh, what has been the mindset from the coaching staff to kind of prep for this team and knowing, like you guys, uh, like all the guys mentioned, you know, knowing how to win now as a team uh, going up into this matchup against Clearview? Yeah, you know, they're a very disciplined team. They've got some big, strong guys. You know, their left tackles actually committed to the University of Cincinnati. He looks very big on film. So when they look big on film, that means they're going to be huge in person. So um, it's going to be a big battle with uh, Manny on the edge, another Division One football player against another Division One projected football player at uh, tackle. So that should be a good battle. I told, uh, you know, Manny, he wants to get – maybe some more offers this week. This is the week to do it. Try to shine on film against the uh, division one prospect here. So, um, you know, they're big up front. Um, they don't make many mistakes. So we got to make sure we're, uh, not making any ourselves again and, uh, make sure that's, you know, limited. Hopefully there's none, but, um, like you said, they came down to, uh, Gatone last year and it's a close game. They pulled it out. So, our guys are motivated to uh, avenge that loss as well. So kids have worked hard all week. We've been uh, preparing. It's been a tough week with the weather, but fortunately we have the turf, so we haven't really lost any practice time. We're actually heading out there tonight. And, um, you know, it should be a good matchup. Uh, their quarterback looks, you know, fairly adequate. Uh, they've got some decent running backs, some decent skilled players. They play, you know, consistently on defense. And, uh, the game with Lank City was close, but then in the second half, Lank City started to pull away. You know, made some plays. So, uh, you know, it should be a good game Friday night. 
the last time we went to Clearview, it was an electric game. We actually set a um, close to setting the school record. I guess it was the second highest amount of points ever scored. I feel like it was 61 or 62 points, and they were scoring as well, so they didn't have a running clock. So both teams, they might have scored in the 30s. We ended up scoring in the 60s, but it was a, a great atmosphere um, under the lights. They have uh, a huge fan base. It'll be packed Friday night, and it'll be um, a fun environment to play football game in. In you know the the practice setting this week, we brought it up on the the past couple shows. Now this matchup being the only matchup you guys don't have on turf uh, at Clearview, does the the practice mindset for you guys as a coaching staff you know change in terms of how you want guys to you know kind of execute certain things, even though you're practicing on turf uh, at our wonderful facility at Catone Stadium. Um, What's kind of the the message from the coaching staff to kind of prepare for uh, a surface that you're not accustomed to playing on per se? Yeah, fortunately we have you know at the high school we have a grass practice field, so tomorrow we'll do our uh, final practice on the grass just to get used to that. But I think being on the Ecotone has been beneficial because number one, it's at night they get to they're getting used to the lights. You know, a lot of teams and us too practice after school when the sun's still out, but it's not really um, beneficial because most of our games are played at night, as you know. So getting them that experience in practice, I think will help us this week. Also being able to have a grass field here at the high school and at Catone, you know, everything's uh, measured out, you know, the hash marks, the numbers, you know, the sidelines, the pylons, everything's there. So we had great practice last night. I'm looking forward to another great practice you know, Wednesday night here. We are a, a look good, feel good, play good show, obviously coach. Last week you guys went with the all white unis on the road. What's the, uh, what's the uniform plan going into Clearview this week? Yeah, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're actually, we've issued the red and gray helmets. We're going to go with our red and gray helmets. are going to look very nice um, Friday night with the white jersey because you're on the road. And since they do have grass, and I do like to keep our uniforms nice and clean, we will be rocking the black pants. I like but, it. Uh, I don't want to show any grass stains on our gray or, or white pants because I'll tell you what, it does not come out no matter what you use, whether it's got oxy in it or uh, that stain remover. You get some of the stains these guys get playing hard, you know, football um, on a Friday night. It's uh, – it's not coming out, so these we got to change it up a little bit. So I like to preserve our uniforms so they last, and that's part of that thought process. Um, a lot of people probably listen saying, man, he really uh, is particular, and yes, I am. I like the, the kids looking nice, having nice stuff. Um, we want to last. You know, we try to get five years out of our school-issued uniforms, and then we have our, you know, uniforms that are we do fundraisers and donations and we get some extra stuff for the kids but um when i got the job you know we had like rydell uniforms and um everybody else had nike underarm or something nice so i wanted the kids to have what um our competition has because if they can't get it here they're going to go somewhere where they can get it and um i don't think they're getting what we have anywhere else nowadays going into year 10 so kids like it you know like you said feel good play good and they're playing they're playing good so we're going to continue to give them nice things that they deserve and that they've earned through hard work and uh we're happy to do it for them absolutely and uh coach we had a, a big week of uh alumni news as well uh Tyreen Powell and those those Rutgers Scarlet Knights they squeak out a win against Boston College Tyreen had himself a phenomenal game as well uh, I was paying attention. I was up in Foxborough covering the Premier Lacrosse League, so I had the Rutgers tab open just to see how Tyreen was playing. Had himself a fantastic opening week. Yeah, most definitely. That was a great win, and I was so happy that it was on TV because sometimes with the ACC network, it's difficult. I, I don't know if they've changed what's going on or what. There's some kind of conflict with uh, Xfinity, so it looks like that's been resolved, so I was so happy. We had like a morning lift and freshman JV practice and I headed home and I was able to watch that entire game and 
what a great game. You know, that last drive, 96 yards, I didn't, 94, whatever it was, but I didn't throw the ball once. Just um, utilize that big offensive line. They have all transfers from all over the country. And, um, you know, defense played great. You know, Tyreen played excellent, had a bunch of tackles, a couple sacks. And um, yeah, it's just real excited. I was actually texting Coach Shiana right after the game, and he must have been on the bus ride back and he had some extra time so he was texting me back and um he's real excited as well that's a huge win they haven't beaten them i think i saw since 1991 maybe that's a big win for them and um, i see they're ranked 30th in the country right now on one uh, poll and hopefully they can win keep winning and and keep uh climbing that that ladder there and uh advancing to one of the elite programs in the country i mean coach shannon's got them on the uh right path hopefully some of these people that uh, want to chirp about things you know that the Rutgers football team are getting you know no one listens to them because you want to build a great football program in the Big Ten you got to spend some money and that's just the way it is if they're not going to get a Rutgers they'll go somewhere else so I see some people sometimes putting some negative posts and comments about that I hear rumors that Nebraska's after him. He could go there probably and get paid double, but he's a loyal guy in New Jersey. We want him here in Jersey. And I was joking with him saying, you know, the food's much better in New Jersey than it is in uh, Nebraska. So hopefully that's enough to entice him to stay, even though he could probably double his salary. So I'm sure he can get whatever meal he wants, but I'm just kidding here. Um, Coach John is doing a great job. I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, Coach Susan's... Um, the special assistant to the head coach. And he was a Bucknell and, you know, gave Noah Sansel that opportunity. And um, Noah got a great education, was able to play football there at Bucknell. But he's on staff. And, um, you know, he's got some really good coaches. So real excited what's going on at Rutgers. And um, we're going to support them, as Coach knows. And uh, Tyreem's doing excellent. He's uh, special. Got a lot of special kids here, and he's very special. So, um Great to see them uh, getting better. You know, Braylon Blakely, you know, first game there for the College of New Jersey. They ended up winning a big game. I think it was against Moravian, but I'd have to check. But um, they got off the big victory as well. Um, I know Wagner had a close one against Fordham. I want to say DelVal, you know, pulled out that win. We got some guys there and Kane as well. So um, our guys doing a nice job. And, uh, well, happy to see them excelling at the next level. And I uh, just wanted to throw a shout-out to uh, Coach Cavaliero. Uh, does a great job for us. Helps me out with all our social media stuff. Whatever we need, you know, Facebook, Snapchat. That's what it's called. He does as well. And uh, Twitter. And uh, helps us out, you know, on the sidelines every week with stats and helping me with some game time decisions. And he's my special assistant. Like every head coach likes to have someone like that. So Coach Cavaliero is the special assistant to the head coach. And he plays a huge role in our program. And um, he's been with me since the beginning. And he does a lot of things for the program that have helped us improve. And that's what's about improvement, improving in every part of our program. So I just want to say thanks to Jimmy. I appreciate you, man, and um, looking forward to having more success down the road here. And uh, we get to talk about NFL football again this year, Coach, as uh, Isaiah Pacheco gets his uh, NFL career underway this coming Sunday on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. The Chiefs head out west to take on the Cardinals. Uh, very exciting. And I had my fantasy football draft this past Thursday, and, you know, a kid from Vineland named Isaiah Pacheco fell to me, so uh, I got Pop on the fantasy squad as well, so hoping he makes some noise and uh, gets elevated to some RB1 status there for Andy Reid and company, but Isaiah taking on the, the Cardinals this coming Sunday at 4.25 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, hopefully that's televised. You think it is, you said? It, I would assume I mean, so, being that it's, that it's a 4.25 game, I'd be... I'd be pretty locked in. I mean, Patrick Mahomes should be on prime time. Yeah, and if it's not, I'll just go to one of these local restaurants here, bars that um that have the football package. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, I think it's going to be cleared up for next year with Xfinity and 
I don't know. I think that deal is expiring with DirecTV, but I'm looking forward to being able to watch uh, Isaiah. He's another very special player that come out of our program, and um, he's worked extremely hard. And I wouldn't uh, be surprised if you see him with that RB1 spot eventually, maybe uh, sooner than later. Um, he's a competitor. He can do everything they're asking of him, and um, he fits in well with that. Just about perfect in that offense. Yeah, they updated the uh... – the Yahoo Fantasy app now, and his uh, his headshot is now in there. So to see Isaiah's face alongside with his name on the Yahoo Fantasy app is pretty surreal. Uh, we're still waiting to see. You know, I know he's working hard, still bouncing back, but pretty close to 100%. Jamil Demby just waiting for that phone call. I'm sure that'll be coming sooner rather than later as well. And uh, looking forward to seeing where he ends up. And it was pretty cool, obviously, last week with, with Vineland and Bridgeton playing each other. They had uh, Marquise Bell Day. Uh, with him making the 53-man roster for the Cowboys as well. Isaiah was in attendance for that as well, so pretty cool to see inter-county uh, you know, just support with those two guys making their, their first NFL rosters. Yeah, no doubt. It's, um, it's nice to see kids in our area having success you know, in college and at the NFL level, so hopefully that continues and the kids, the younger kids see what can happen if they work hard and do well in school and um, do uh, nice things in the community and uh, put in that work. And I did see uh, the very first member of the Violent High School football family who made it to the NFL will also be getting uh, some some nice accolades for himself. A street named after him and the key to the city as well. I'm sure you're looking forward to that event happening very soon too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting uh, Lupa Cone. That'll be a nice event. And, um, you know, Robbie Bono's going all out. Sounds like it's uh, lobster and steak. So, hey, I'm there. <laughs> I'm get to meet, uh, like you said, the first Violent uh, High School player to make it to the NFL. So um, I'm very excited for that. I think it's on a Thursday night, uh, Washington Township Week, coming out of the bye. So, um, you know, Sheena Santiago is doing a nice job getting uh, some donations for some of our players so they can attend as well. So we're looking forward to that event. It should be a nice night. And um, we get to celebrate uh, Lupa Cone. So, uh, like I said, that should be a great event. Looking forward to it. Coach, any final thoughts heading into Clearview? Uh, you know, what are your expectations? And obviously, for everybody at home, make sure if you're in the area, come out, come support the Fighting Clan, support the football team, the cheerleaders, the band uh, as they take on Clearview at Clearview. And according to Max Preps, this is a seven o'clock kickoff as opposed to the 6 o'clock that normally happens at Catone. So a little bit of a later start time, uh, but not too much different there. But any final thoughts heading into the game? Yeah, like you said, expectations are to win. We want to win. And we want to win the right way here with the right kids. And that's what we have. If you have the right kids in your program uh, that do what you ask and behave and do the right things in the community and do their schoolwork and get you know good grades, that's what we want here. And that's what we're cycling in. Um, if someone doesn't get it and they're in our program, I'll just shake their hand and say, hey, listen, this isn't for you. I wish you the best. you got to fix some things. And uh, if they're young enough, come talk to me next season. But you have to work hard. and um, You have to be disciplined. And you have to be uh, a positive role model to the youth here and in the community. And we're doing our best to cycle in those types of kids and sending that message. So uh, real proud of the guys. Um, they got a little taste of winning, and hopefully um, they can uh, continue. But like I said, the expectation is the win. We like the win here, and um, no one likes to lose. It's not a good feeling. And football, you play once a week, so it sits with you for a little while. It's not like some of these other sports they play the other day and they forget about it. But um, with us, it's a tough week. You know, when you lose a game, especially a close game, one that you maybe thought you could have won. So we're going to put those behind us. We're going to focus on Friday night, and the kids will be out there ready to go. So like we said, it's Vineland at Clearview Friday night, 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh, myself and Rich Scarpa in the booth calling the game. You guys can tune in on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel for the game or your local TV station. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get every episode 
of the Dan Russo Show in audio form. And also leave those five-star reviews. It helps more people find the show. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you can watch the Dan Russo Show each and every week. Premieres on the YouTube channel Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, make sure you're following us on social media. Uh, the Red and Gray Gridiron Group Facebook page at VinelandFB on Twitter and at Underground PHI for Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter as well. But for Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett. This has been another edition of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. Coach, hopefully next week we're talking about a big win against Clearview heading into the next home game against Kingsway. But until then, we will see everybody next week. Just a kid from the neighborhood. Kids from a neighborhood Take me back to 96 I fall asleep with the radio on I'll be ready come the daylight I woke up saying it's about time Relax